How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast bringing the best emerging rock and metal bands and artists to the best rock and metal fans in the world for them to say, hey, 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 I got in that band before they got big. Oh, yeah. And also bringing the best artists to the best bands in rock and metal today. And they're like, eh, I never knew about those. Those are funny. Welcome to the show once again, guys. This is incredible. We have a brand new band on the podcast for their first podcast ever after finding out about them from the state of the scene post about them. Band is called Cloud Sight out of Finland, and you're gonna enjoy this one, especially for all you band people that love music that is simple but also very, very much in depth and composed beautifully. Before we go on that, though, I want to make, thank our sponsor, which is Phoenix Fitness. So, yes, as we are getting into concert season once again, you know that March season, especially here in the United States after a long winter, you want to make sure that when you're going to those shows, that you are ready to be in that crowd, go nuts, or if you're like me, jump in that mosh pit, start moshing for the first band, and do not leave that pit for any reason until the last band is going. So, you know what you, or it's the last band ends, I should say. So you know what you got to be? You got to be mosh pit fit. Yeah. So how do you get mosh pit fit? You're going to go to the gym. You're going to work out. You're going to hit the weights. You're going to do all your cardio. You're going to make sure that you are becoming the strongest person to achieve that fitness goal of being mosh pit fit or achieve whatever fitness goal you might have. But if you want to make sure you're doing that right, you have to prepare and recover right to make sure you're able to continue it. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have many different supplements and products that get mosh pit fit, including different pre-workouts, both stim and sim free. I use the stim free stuff because... Let's be honest, I've got more than enough energy than I than I have or I need already. A lot of caffeine ain't going to be the best thing in that realm, so I don't need it. They have different BCAA recovery compounds to help you recover and you know absorb the nutrients in your muscles after workout. Different creatine, different types of protein, plant-based protein, collagen protein, or their whey protein, which I use. I prefer the chocolate malt flavor. That's just my style. Different muffins, literally anything, literally Anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners get 20% off using the code CPP20 at FNXFit.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now, time for our feature presentation with CloudSight. Are you ready? Let's go! Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, the band we have on the podcast today is the perfect encapsulation of one of those great emerging bands in rock and metal that we love to bring on the podcast, bring you guys and talk all about. I found out about them when their first song they've ever released as a full band, Pure Heaven, featuring both Victor Borba and Rory Rodriguez, dropped in January, and the podcast, The State of the Scene, who you guys all know and love, Posted this on their Twitter, on their Instagram. I saw it. I heard it. I'm like, oh my God. I saw more people post it. I'm like, I have to have these guys on for a podcast. And bing, bang, boom. Here they are today. So please welcome all the way from Finland. We have Levi, Emil, Lassi, and Vino from the band CloudSight on the podcast. So gentlemen, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, much. Thank you for having us. Thanks yeah, for being. Thanks for thank you for being on, guys. How has everything been going for you guys? As you know, we're about one month into 2023. You guys dropped your first song as an original song. How has everything been going on your end? I mean, it has to be good, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's just really weird to have music out like 
actually. Like it's it's been this weird limbo state of mind kind of these two weeks. Like I haven't been able to do anything but just like lay down and buy a phone and like just kind of feel this. I don't know. It's weird. But good. Really good. Yeah, yeah it's been great. Yeah. I can say it's been like a a roller coaster of different emotions, like relief, happiness, some anxiety, even some sleepless nights. So yeah, de- definitely some some feelings which I I haven't experienced before, but of course in a positive way because we've been waiting for this moment so 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 long, and now once it's finally happened, it's inc- incredible, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. Uh... Finally, seeing seeing that all the hard work like bear fruit for us because we've like all been working so hard towards this first release and and now it, that it's finally come out, it's like such a relief. But like at the same time, it's kind of like scary. But mm. I mean, yeah. I'll say I totally understand that with it being scary, you know, with it being your first release ever, especially putting out in the world, you never know exactly what the reaction's gonna be. You never know exactly what. The, the initial discoverability is going to be because how many bands put out their first ever song and it comes out like it maybe go on Spotify, might go on YouTube, but really only the bands like close family and friends ever get to actually look at it for that first period of time just because no one really knows who they are. No one knows their name. No one really even knows they exist or no one has, they don't have like the ability to be discovered enough to the point where you know, maybe when you look at the title of their song, when you look at just everything that goes into it, like those key words that everyone uses for those algorithms just don't pop up where you guys had a little bit differently where, I mean, your song gets released and a couple of major, you know, major publications in the alternative rock metal music scene yeah. start picking up on it. I mean, a lot of, I, I'm not going to lie, a good re- reason for that has to be the features as well, because of course anyone sees Rory Rodriguez with how big Dayseeker is, especially at the end of 2022, going into 2023, it's definitely garnered some attention when people see that Rory's going to be on a song. It's like, ooh, what's this? But I understand where the anxiety comes in because you never know exactly what the reaction's going to be. And when you start getting people to look at it and hear it, what are they thinking? Yeah. What's what, what, what what's their thoughts on it? And how is this going to spread? Is it going to spread for the positive or spread for the negative? So I understand where the anxiety's coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah. Yeah, like it, we we are confident, but like you can never <clears throat> really know because we've been like keeping that inside of us like so long. So like you don't know, you don't know. And like the fact yeah. that like state of the scene shared that like I've been following them for a couple of years too, and like someone just like shared the song to them and they like that, and I was like blown away that they shared that. Where you also like. <laughs> knew us now so that's incredible so yeah i picked up on you guys literally from that moment but before really going into the song the whole entire thing i know you guys formed in 2017 and now it's 2023 and your first original song has released so i i got i gotta look at let's take a look back at the history of cloud site so that everyone who doesn't know you guys can really understand the backstory behind you getting to it so when you guys formed in 2017 until now i mean what what was CloudSight like? What were you guys doing? And why did it take, you know, almost six years to release your first song? I, I'm just curious about the story. Yeah. I want to know what happened. Yeah, that's a quite quite long story. And uh, 
I could say maybe maybe most of the time, which has been really keeping us like not releasing anything, is simply that we just could not find a singer. And I could say that if if we had the singer from the year two thousand seventeen, we would have been putting already some stuff out. And then maybe it was I, I could say it's one and a half years ago we came up with this wild idea of releasing the first singles with future tracks. I mean, feature features singers, which ended up really cool. And definitely could say at this point that this is not gonna be the last one. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that's one big reason why being be like, you're like, uh, if you're gonna try to actually have a career out of something like this, vocalists need to be the one, and we didn't find. The one and this is like i think we kind of stopped searching in 2020 when tiktok like came a thing so we haven't like searched vocalists from there but like this like pre-tiktok era we couldn't find one anywhere near or like that, that's the, the right one just wasn't there another reason is that like we have no experience like producing or writing so that's all like there's billion first times that has come into this less learning trying to like self-learn and stress things out that like and obviously the goal has been like to release quality stuff straight from the beginning so it's been a long journey for sure all right now that makes sense especially because i mean think about it from any band from a rock and metal perspective for the majority of the time it's that frontman, that that vocalist, it's because they're the mo they're like a folk it's like they're the focal point of the attention of the audience. When they're on stage, it's that's what people necessarily look at. When it comes to bands that have, you know, when it comes to bands that have changed lead singers over time, whether it's, you know, they were forced to, maybe the original lead singer left, maybe something happened. Very rarely does it work out where another singer will come in and you know the styles fit and they have just as much success as they did with the original it's there's a there's a discoverability point there and i think there's a more latch like a point for people to latch on to because when you hear a human voice singing it's a lot easier to connect that because we're humans we have that mm -hmm. voice at the same time than it is to connect with a guitar tone or a guitar riff or a bass line mm -hmm. or a drum pattern so it makes a lot of sense but when it comes to your guys' sound, was it just something where the vocalists that you were looking for and the vocalists that you guys were just like coming up to, just seeing if they would work out that didn't work out? Was it something where their sound didn't necessarily fit what you guys were driving towards? Or was it something where their style just didn't necessarily mesh well with your guys' personalities and what you want to do collectively as a whole with a band before, you know, 2020, the whole TikTok thing came out where you had a little bit more of a discoverability aspect to try and find a potential vocalist. Mm, it's all of that. It's all of that. Like when something doesn't like just click, you just know that it's not going to click in like five years. And like, even if the voice is right and like, so just like, it's, it's a hard quest to find someone who know like you know that it's going to help you actually build the career of your dreams. So like those people exist, but like we just like we've been waiting and in 2020 we kind of got sick of waiting and just tried to like vision this new approach that would also fit in long term vision. And that's where we are at now.
Yeah, and I could also say that some of those singers who sent some some demos for us, uh, I could say that the the visions of ours they didn't quite match because what we were looking for was like really personal, personal voice with with a cool vision, like really trying to create something which no one has done before, like having a really unique way of mixing some some pop-ish stuff into this heavy metal stuff which which we really want to create so personally for me i i found this quite challenging to like really turn the rock and find find the right guy or lady for for this this role so yeah yeah and also like none of us have any experience in vocal melody writing before so that's also like one thing you would want the other person to have. I think that's kind of different now. I think we have, are much more capable of writing vocal melodies and lyrics and stuff like that. So it's definitely different now than before. But that, that used to be another like thing that we would have wanted from a vocalist. So not an easy task. And we didn't like success in it. So, but now we're here. Now we are here. Yeah, now you're here. And when it comes down to it, I mean, you guys had a vision of what you wanted to do. You guys had a drive on what you want to do. And when it comes to bringing in someone as a vocalist or trying to find someone a vocalist from an outside perspective, the thing you always have to remember too, and this goes for any band when it comes to trying to add a member, maybe trying to find someone new, it all comes down to how are they going to work within your style as well? How are they going to work as a collective unit of the band? Of course, everyone's going to have different influence. They're going to have a different writing capability, which is okay. I mean, I've seen many bands work with many different capacities, many different influences from each member together. But it all depends upon how that chemistry is going to work together, so how each member of the band is going to work alongside each other, what the collaboration style is going to be like. And in the end... You have to remember this when it comes to being a band. If you want to, if you want to go the distance, if you want to be that successful band, you're going to be essentially, you know, living with these people. You're going to be around these people consistently. It's best to be around people that you actually get along with. You may have a good amount of chemistry with, and you have a great relationship with than someone that you don't, because then there's a lot of friction that happens. And then potential, and then a lot of potential bad things can happen where, you know, band members don't like each other, the bands break up or, you know, you have bands split up and people go their separate ways. And then you have situations like what kind of happened with like Guns N' Roses, where now you go and see Guns N' Roses. The only original member is Axl Rose up front. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slash is there now, right? But I don't know if Slash original member. No, I think you know, Slash is an original member, but I know it's, yeah, he's but, got but his... it's been changed a lot, like in recent years. But like, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, first of all, um, me, Emil and Vaina, we lived together like two years, one and a half years, a little, like, little bit less than two years. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I've known these guys forever. So like we are friends, like really clo- close friends already, like before this planting. So like, that's obviously when you're going to have like kind of an outsider, mm. it's yeah, it need, it needs to fit the chemistry. Mm. Of course, of course. And another thing kind of thing about this too, especially with you guys being from Finland and having mm. the discoverability, especially with TikTok, to potentially find another vocalist and find someone that might cl- click and collaborate with your style. It's not easy if all of a sudden say you find someone who has a great voice that sounds personal and fits your style, 
but say they live in Australia or they live all the way over here in the United States. So when it comes to writing music and collaborating, create, and then playing live shows and delivering that experience mm-hmm. to people, I mean, it's not going to work out if you've got a vocalist that lives halfway across the world. Well, that's the thing. Uh, like after we are almost like, like we've been charting all over like Europe and then we found Victor Porba in like 2019 and I actually like emailed him uh, that if if he would have any interest in becoming a vocalist of this no name band with these shitty demos and like I like obviously no but like the big reason was like because we wanted to be a touring band also so that wouldn't work and like music is I think it still is like a uh, more of a hobby than a career for him but like it's kind of funny thing that we actually asked him in 2019 i think and now it's kind of become this full circle to this song so that's cool that is pretty funny honestly because now that makes a little bit more sense why victor's also included on this song and kind of can kind of be like the de facto like first vocalist that cloud sight really ever had even though in the end it was he got he got asked because we just decided to do it and eh, it didn't work out. But you know our first song ever. He's you know the the main vocalist on the whole entire thing. So he's amazing. He's absolutely uh-huh. amazing and become a great friend. Like he's he's just amazing, dude. I love him. Love him a lot. Um, I, when it comes to a vocalist though, have you guys ever come close to getting someone that almost like getting close to picking one from your ear? Because again, if you guys want to be a touring band. It's got to be something where you find a vocalist that can, like, not, I would say live alongside you guys. It doesn't have to exactly live with you like you three guys are together. But, you know, live mm. close to you, live alongside you so that you can have that in-person collaboration on song, right? You can have that the same similar similarity and collaboration when it comes to recording. And when it comes to live shows, practicing, you know, putting together a whole entire performance, it's not going to work out if, you know, you guys are all there and then your vocalist is... Like in main, like in mainland Europe, or again over in Australia, over in the U.S., it's just not going to work yep. like that. Did you guys ever come close to somebody? We once we uh, had like a vocalist for like few months, week, and like he was he was really good, but just didn't click in the way for that long term vision. Just didn't feel like right, so we just let him go and continued searching. And like right now at this moment we have one candidate that we are like trying to see if that person fits like i i don't want to say anything if it doesn't work <laughs> yeah yeah nothing nothing's confirmed yet but but yeah hopefully yeah hopefully we'll be able to find a suitable yeah. suitable vocalist in the future yeah yeah it's been a, and also it's been like i think that like it would be clever to like maybe not have like a permanent permanent vocalist but maybe like for a permanent vocalist for a few projects and like see the live stuff and like i don't know we, we kind of like the freedom of just like getting to do whatever the fuck we want like if even if it's instrumental even if like sometimes we want to have a like female vocalist sometimes male vocalist sometimes both like have this freedom so yeah that actually is the perfect like segue into the an idea that i was going to bring up a little bit later but i want to bring it up now because we're already kind of yeah. talking about, 
listening to Pure Heaven before we go into the song as well. I mean, hearing Victor and Rory on that and just hearing just what your guys' capability as songwriters, as composers, as just anything when it comes to putting together a fantastic sound and seeing what Victor and Rory did with it. I was going to actually ask this question is, is there a plan even for a vocalist or is a plan potentially, like you said, to have that freedom and, you know, basically bring in different vocalists and bring in different sounds and perspectives so that you can not only have something completely and utterly unique, but you can also mm. work to find a like an, a voice that's going to be impactful and more impactful than, you know, just one vocalist might be for each and every song. So say you're writing something that needs, a, like, is very emotional, but needs that higher pitched voice. You might go with a male vocalist that has a high voice. You might go with a female vocalist, really pull that out there and get a different perspective. If you write something that's super duper heavy and super duper low, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we need a vocalist to take care of this. All right, you know what? How cool would it be to have Corpse Grinder as our own vo- as a vocalist for a song for us? Like, has there right. has that idea crossed your mind when it comes to potentially just having a rotating stock of vocalists, just like kind of what you did with Pure Heaven, where it's like, okay, we're the band, and the vocalists are going to come in, it's like, and bring this new perspective on every single song. Has that thought ever crossed your mind? I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, first thing is like when it comes to like performing live in the future, it's obviously hard to find someone who is like capable of doing everything. <laughs> but yeah. like there are definitely like vocalists in Finland that are capable of doing like one thing. So like we could like maybe ask some vocalists to come perform these certain parts in live. And I, I don't know how it's gonna actually go, but like every possibility is out there, definitely. But like, as I said, like, it's not exactly like a plan to have different vocalists for every song, but at least like this one project with Pure Heaven is the first song in, it's going to be all futures. So, so yeah, yeah. everything's Yeah, possible. we'll have to see if, if it's a suitable format for us in the future, but uh, yeah, maybe I guess we're like, right at the moment we're like looking more into the possibility of having like a like a permanent member but uh mm. especially as Lassie said when you have to like play gigs it's it's like mm-hmm. you you gotta have somebody who can like yeah <laughs> perform at most of the songs like yeah yeah at some point definitely we would need a permanent permanent singer but uh i could say that especially in the beginning it's really fun to uh try different stuff with different vocalists so it's it's gonna be a really versatile portfolio for that first first releases yeah Yeah. also like having a future costs money so it's not exactly possible (laughs) maybe to do that forever (laughs) yeah and like at least independently yeah yeah at least in independently as we are trying to do this very independently which is one reason why take so long to come to this far but like also um because we don't have the experience in vocal uh, melodic writing like having like victor and rory like do some like it kind of shows us what is possible to do in our instrumentation that like goes out of the box of our minds and we can kind of learn from that also which is kind of like clever to have this professional 
singers to actually write the stuff at first before like we're going full into it ourselves. All right, there's a couple of things to really go into there. And when I first thought about that question, I thought about the idea of you guys just being, you four guys then always bringing in like a different vocalist. I saw the possibility there, but I also understood, you know, the two main concerns is one, when it comes to doing this in a live setting, how does that play into it? Because Mm -hmm. you're not going to find, if you have, you know, say you have like a female vocalist and a male vocalist and you have someone like Corpse Grinder going on the whole Mm -hmm. entire song, you're not going to find someone who can hit every single range. So it makes live setting a much more difficult on top of that as well, especially as an independent band, it does make sense where, you know, this is going to cost some money and how long can this viably continue on? On top of that, can it continue on for the future even if you do hit it big and make it with a couple of those songs? It does make a lot of sense, but just the mindset around there as well when it comes to doing this, especially from the start, because you're looking at this, and when it comes to the instrumental side, the composition side of these songs, you guys know exactly what you're doing. You have your vision. You have your chemistry behind there to really create this whole entire thing. And having a couple of more, like have a couple of professional vocalists some, that are in some bands that are absolutely blowing up right now. Again, Rory from Dayseeker, you get to see potentially how his mind would work on a song like this when it came to coming up with a vocal pattern, a tone, how to make sure certain things hit in the way that he would see it. Same thing with Victor as well. How does how do you want these particular spots? How do you want the chorus? How do you want the verses to hit with a certain vibrato, with a certain power, with a certain pace? what's the songwriting process look like and if you do that a couple of times you get to see exactly when it comes to a songwriter when it comes to a style when it comes to a sound what you're looking for that absolutely encapsulates the goal and the mindset you have around everything that is cloud site so it gives you a more clear picture of what you guys want to go for in terms of finding a vocalist yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 yeah, that's true Uh, it's like yeah but like definitely gives us the like the opportunity to like to kind of uh explore our sound as of right now and see what like what would be like the most what would be more the most like fitting style in regards mm. to our like instrumentation and, and stuff like that so yeah 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 it's, it's good yeah 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 that that's a good point like we're kind of like also like exploring different mm-hmm. sounds like i think i could say like the next I don't know, 27 songs that we are going to put out. Every song is different and like very different like styles. So it's it's also hard to like to find vocalists or write vocals that like have that like connectivity between the songs, I guess. Let's see. Let's see. But like, yeah, there's a lot of different styles of music coming out. Like obviously like melody driving music is kind of a main thing as it has been to this point like we really want to write also like super heavy stuff where like you know heavy vocalist would fit and stuff like we don't have too much heavy material at this point because i think um, for longest time we didn't have confidence in writing heavy stuff that wouldn't like sound generic can generic generic how do you generic uh generic yeah 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 well i i think that's also changing now so we are much more confident in exploring that territory too i mean yeah, you guys just... yeah i definitely think that that's like oh sorry yeah no go ahead <laughs> i definitely, definitely think that's like the one one of the one of the strengths of this group that 
like everybody every one of us is like so like kind of like fluent in in like and like listens to a lot of like different kinds of music so it's like it's not like we're like trying to do just just this one thing like just heavy or like it's like yeah we have like an astounding like amount of like different songs that we're planning yeah. to release and, and i yeah i think it's super fun to like work on like like different songs so it's not just like one style and like that's it but yeah definitely See, now that makes a lot of sense too. And it also speaks to the quality of music and the quality of songwriters and composers and just anything around that instrumental side that you guys have. Because if you're willing and able to work and play around with a bunch of different sounds, a bunch of different styles, to not only find out A, what fits for you guys, but B, have so many different influences to the point where you can try so many different things and create so many different sounds, it's going to come off to the point where you guys are going to be able to branch out in so many different ways while keeping what cloud site is going to have as its core sound in there i mean think about this too when you look at the bands in rock and metal today that are just absolutely massive that are really generating a lot of like publicity a lot of positiveness and a lot of people coming to them as fans they're the ones that are always keeping their sound that they have at their core at the core but they're always willing to experiment, try new things and do something and evolve their sound so that it's not just one standard thing. And it's not yeah. going to sound like the same thing over and over and over and over again. I mean, take a look at a, a huge, huge players in this. Bring me the horizon. You can look at bad omens, especially from their first album in 2016 and what they did last year with death of mm -hmm. peace of mind. You can take a look at what the band catch your breath is doing right now between the singles they've released and their most recent two songs, including the song dial tone. You can also take a look at what spirit box had done. And from a, deathcore style you can see what lorna shore did as well yeah, it's a sleep token right now and sleep token is the perfect example going into 2023 exactly. i mean yeah it, it's it's all there and it's the examples are there so with you guys having the ability to try so many different things and the wherewithal and the skill set in order to do these things as the as the musicians that you are it just makes sense to the point where we could get something like from pure heaven, we get a melody driven stuff in that, or we get something that has a lot more of a lighter ballad feel. We get something that's absolutely heavy, filthy. You never know what's going to happen, but you guys have the ability and the, um, the courage to go out and try and do some of this stuff where you might get some people that come online and say, Oh, I wish you sounded a lot like more like pure heaven. Oh man, they're selling out. That's, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. I like, obviously it's going to happen. Like no matter what we do, there are going to be people who are going to say that, but like, that's the one main goal to like straight from the beginning to just release all variety of different styles so that no one can say, go back to your original style because like, what the fucking style, <laughs> what are you talking about? But like, yeah. obviously that's still going to happen. You can't avoid that, I think, but like, yeah. Yeah, you can't really avoid that because people get emotionally attached to music because they, they, every yeah. time they listen to music, you listen to a song, say you got into a band on their first album or two, you get so connected to that sound where when they start to evolve from it, I'm not going to say stray from it because most bands evolve from it where the core is still mm -hmm. there. 
it's, you know, people don't really evolve with it and they stick kind of to the roots. Again, go back to Bring Me the Rise and there are still people that just want to hear pray for plagues the entire time when, yeah. you know, they're not going to necessarily do that. I mean, I went to go yeah. see him in 20... I was going to see him in 2022 on their headlining set headline run here in, in the United States. And they played two songs from Sempaternal. They played one song from suicide season. The mm. rest was anything after that. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah. if you wanted to hear the heavy stuff, yeah, you got a little taste of it, but they're evolving. They're going in a different direction and they're going to roll with it. And if you don't like the new style that they're going in, there's two things you can do. One, you can still listen to the old stuff because that ain't going anywhere. And mm -hmm. two, and this goes for any big band that's out there. Now, if you're a fan of it, like, oh, I don't like this style. I don't like what they're going with. If you're not a fan of it, you don't just want to go back to the old stuff. There are plenty of emerging bands out there that are coming through that could absolutely use your support and are having the sound and the emotional impact that you are looking for. So if you guys are going to yeah. go through and try as much as possible, there's going to still be people that say, I wish you would have stuck with this sound or this sound. But yeah, you have the yeah. confidence in yourselves as songwriters and musicians with Cloud Sight to say, yeah, they're going to say that. OK. Yeah. Also, like one one thing that's kind of like been our minds is like it would be really cool to like build uh, different like live sets for different like tours or festivals, like having like have this like catalog of just heavy as fuck songs the like heavy touring or like heavy festivals like no no radio songs or no pop songs at all and then like having the like the opposite things for other places like it's we could try to build over time definitely and try see if that makes sense because that would be cool that would be cool and that doesn't go for you guys that goes for like any band that's out there that's doing the, something of that caliber yeah. i'll use bad omens as the example they could you could put bad omens at like here in the United States, you could put them at like those major pop festivals like Coachella or Bonnaroo, mm. and they could play most of the stuff off of Death of Peace of Mind, and they would fit in just fine. And then you could yep. like send them to like one of the heaviest metal festivals in Germany, and they would also do just fine if they played a lot of stuff off their original album, if they put a good amount of stuff yep. off of uh, Finding God Before God Finds Us, and then, of course, they just went off and played Artificial Suicide and just basically went ape yeah. crazy on everybody. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, we're gonna need some copyrights for that. Copyright. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need some patents or something. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. We have to. We have to see. Like, work, work this out. Just like see how what what could we do with that thing. Like, just branch out for different different ways, different places. But it's the idea that you guys have behind it and the confidence and the willingness you guys have behind it as well to try this stuff out. Because, again, what other band is potentially trying something like that? It gives you guys a potential to try something new. And the thing is, is if it works, oh, my God, does it work? And people are going to be constantly looking at you as the band that pioneered that. If it necessarily doesn't work, well, mm. then you're not going to be looking back at it in 20, 30 years wishing you would have tried Cause it's like, well, yeah. we tried, we, yeah. we knew what happened. Did maybe, did it set us back a year or two? Exactly. Well, like, well we're successful exactly. now. So who really gives a shit? <laughs> we yeah, tried. Yeah. 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 Especially in this, in, at this early stage, uh, it's, this makes it quite easy to ex experiment different styles of, mm. of things because we could say that we actually, because we haven't done this before. We have nothing to lose at this point. So 
no one's expecting just, anything yeah, yeah expectations <laughs> there are no so yeah we can just we can just try whatever we want so it makes this stuff way more cooler yeah yeah definitely yeah the freedom freedom like freedom to branch out like anywhere we want to at this point it's like yeah it's great and as we're doing this like independent there's not like any any deadlines or or anything at this point mm. but obviously like we want to like push out stuff as as soon as possible but like yeah yeah just like roll with it at our own pace at this point and and like see what works and and try things out and yeah try to be clever yeah, yeah. trying to be clever like there's so much history in rock already that you can kind of study and like not make some same mistakes that previous bands have done in like in whatever and i think like branching out from the way from the way start is a good thing for like mental health also like to like in the long long term so yeah because we we really want to do everything we can <laughs> honestly but like still i think we have in these five years somehow like uh build this sound that is cloud side still and it definitely comes down like how we compose things and write things and like i think we are like all living in the same musical realm even though we kind of go in different directions there and there but like that's also why we can make this work so good yeah and the influence we take it it kind of comes from the same sources we have the same interests most mostly so yeah we can have yeah. this uh united sound when we there's four different composers of us but we can still have the all all aligned that we're doing so yeah yeah because you have probably heard the saying that you can't have too many chefs in the kitchen mm -hmm. and we definitely do but i think that we just we are in the same realm so we can make it work I mean, you definitely get, you definitely can't have too many cooks in the kitchen, too many chefs in the kitchen, but we, you guys might be working in a big enough kitchen easily where four of you guys together working on this stuff absolutely works. It all depends upon how you guys are working together, how you guys collaborate with each other, what the chemistry is like between all four of you in order to maximize on that. And with the fact that you're independent, it does give you the freedom and the, and the, uh, capability to just absolutely create at any moment that you want do what you want and you're not tied down to certain deadlines except for your own you're not tied down to certain contractual obligations from a label you're not tied down to you have to have this out because and you have to have it in a certain style because the money we need to make on it depends on that and we have to make sure that we are pleasing you know this certain group of people instead of actually making the music that we want to make it, it, it all rolls into that as well and again, what you just said about uh, go like thinking about it, what you just said around already, we can take a look at the history of rock and metal. We can take a look at a lot of the mistakes that these other bands have made and we can learn from them. Not a lot of bands end up learning from those mistakes and a lot of bands make the same mistakes as well. It's the quote of um, if we don't study history, we're damned to repeat it because if you don't study it, oh, you yeah. don't understand the reasoning behind why things happen, why bands <laughs> got put in the situations they got put in based on maybe they made a bad business deal. Maybe they signed a, rec a record deal that was absolutely predatory looking at the whole data remember victory record saga back in 2013. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. just looking at all, like there's so many things that you can study and look at. And of course, new problems are going to arise, but you can, you can have those, preventable failures kept back 
if you study that history and you understand what could what could go wrong, what has gone wrong, how to prevent that. Of course, there's always going to be things that go wrong. There's nothing's going to go perfect. Yeah, but if you have the ability to prevent certain things from going wrong that other people experienced in the past, you have a much better chance of success in the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly true. Yeah, we we should learn from many things. And of course, many things will go wrong. We can't like prevent that thing like like even if it's just like mentality things or something that you can't be prepared for and like will surprise you and but like with the label thing like of course it's fucking hard to do this independently when you have no experience and like just trying to be a professional when you're really not and just trying to like learn to be and like of course there's so many things that label could help and like who knows where we might end up in the future but like right now the plan is to just stay independent and just try to learn and just find the right people to like help you on the way and like build this as a career also like in a long-term vision so yeah in that like label just i don't know it just doesn't make sense in 2023 i think if you have like if you are like if you're not lazy i think (laughs) so yeah. No, of course it re- requires uh way more hard work but i think it pays out later when when you play your cards correctly yeah lasse, lasse yeah. can you can you remember those bands like years back who inspired us to start like independently mm-hmm. i think while she sleeps was one of those those bands who was independent. yeah i'm not sure if they're like distributing their music through some labels but like i think they're pretty in- independent no they, they're, they're they, producing everything. they used to be under a rising empire if i'm correct but then when they came out with yeah. sleep society in 2021 they did it fully yeah. independently and if i do remember yeah. this correctly i remember them talking about this they said their first week of album sales they did them all independently but because they did them independently they could not act like the way it was done they couldn't actually chart on like you know the billboard oh, yeah. If they yeah, would have been really. able to chart their first week album sales, would have put them number four that week. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And also, I like I heard like some Kane Hill interview. Like they were independent for a few years. They're not anymore. They're like at least in America, mm-hmm. I guess. Like uh, if you don't have the the team, you know, like mm-hmm. like you're trying to book some shows, they just won't book you on the tours if you don't have that like certain connect like people with you so i don't know if how is that gonna work here like in our our case but like i think that's a problem at least in america i might talk like wrong things here but that's what i heard in that okay i can kind of i can kind of go into that a little bit more and the answer is yes and no it's it's Mm. it's the same way i can agree with you on that because there's a lot of times with different tour packages with bands going out on the road there's a lot of different business connections between the promoters and the labels. And there's a lot of times where the labels, they want, they only want the bands that they have on their roster 
under, you know, on the same tour, maybe given what, like who the promoter of the show is, if it's, you know, one, if it's a certain promoter, maybe they only want bands that are on that label. If it's from like the biggest radio station for rock metal, Sirius XM Octane, they really don't care. They're going to go out and just get the best ones out there and just put it something together. It all depends on a bunch of different business ideas where I'm going to say that also necessarily isn't the case is not necessarily based on, you know, the, the label that you have, who you're signed under, who your promoter is, who your booking agent. It, I mean, it all depends upon the connections. Yes, maybe who your booking agent is. Who, if you have a, if you have someone managing the band, who that person is, and the connections you make along the way as well. Because the more you, the more connections you make, the more positive relationships you have with other people in the music industry as an independent artist, the better off you are in terms of being have a chance to play with not only some other bands that are also independent that are really doing well, but other bands that potentially are a lot larger that are signed to larger labels that have larger contracts, but still are going to be more than willing to bring you on with them. Maybe for just a one-off show, maybe for a tour, maybe for a festival. And the two bands I can think of that do that well, that one band I can think of that does that well in the United States is a band called Kingdom Collapse. It's I've seen them. They've gone out on the road with nothing more. They've filled in for shows for three days grace on the request of the band and their management team. So it's like they got the connections there. But also when it comes to being independent, it allows you that creative freedom to do whatever you want and allows you to try new things where, you know, a label might be pushing back and you're like, you know, we want to promote it this way because this is what is better, but but you've connected with your audience a lot more and you might know it's a different way. And if you want to look for a, a band that has done that well, I literally recorded a podcast with him right before you guys came on here. It's with okay. a guy called named Tom Kylie from the band Patient 67 out of Australia. <clears throat> okay. I'm almost yeah. certain if any band, if any label saw them and like had signed them before they had really started, they look at their social media content and say, no, 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 no. You're posting too many memes. It's you're posting way too much. You're not posting enough about the music. They're yeah, no, more, su- I know they're more successful without, with them doing what they want to do, posting all their fun stuff, creating that community and thank and having gratitude at the forefront of it. than yes. they would be if a label or a social media coordinator or some promoter kind of took over. So when it comes to being independent and being on a label of course there's positive and negatives to each and what you have to try and do is as a band whichever one you pick you have to try and make sure that the positives that are coming out there can outweigh the negatives and you still also have your own creative freedom at the same time yeah sounds fair (laughs) sounds fair yeah exactly exactly like there's so many unknown things still in our way that we just can't know until those problems arises and then we just have to like see if we can make them work independently and stuff like that but like we'll try as long as we can and as long as it makes sense and and like because we can release music the way we want we can already like put out music that in that quality of course it takes much work and our own money but like Mm, let's see let's see we'll see and the other thing too with you guys is again as an independent artist you can create those connections with other independent artists and you can work alongside and talk with them and see Mm. you know where they went wrong on some certain things where they went right on certain things see why they went right see why they went wrong so you can make your the correct moves for yourselves and potentially prevent those mistakes on top of that as well you can create great friends and you can you know bounce advice off each other back and forth bounce bounce ideas off of each other 
to see all of a sudden, you know, what could help out you guys grow your band? What could help out them grow their band? What are they doing right that we're not doing? What are we doing right that they're not doing? And just create this whole entire collective of all of a sudden, you know, independent bands being the more major force, especially post-pandemic when once the pandemic hit, it seemed like being independent was maybe a little bit of a better way to go about it just based on you had the freedom and the creativity than if you were assigned under a more restrictive label contract. I do know bands that are under more co- like label contracts where they have like total creative freedom. They can do whatever they want. And it's like the label is just there for to help distribute it, to help promote it and yeah. everything. Yeah. No, like, yeah. like that works, but it all depends upon what everyone agrees to, where the, where the fine print is. There's a lot that goes into it. So always reaching out and asking for help, especially in your position from other artists that you connect with that have gone through similar things that you are going through could only, could only really help you in that matter. Definitely. Yeah, that that's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. But like... I think the like biggest problems that comes down to like to like per- performing things live, like how how is that world going to like actually go? Because I think we are pretty confident in like releasing music and producing like videos <clears throat> ourselves, like without any like third party company. Obviously, we need a good guy mix our stuff, master order thing. Needs to mastering like yeah yeah that's true that's true oh absolutely and when it comes to the live site as well again how many bands have toured live how many bands have been successful you're gonna have to learn things on your own as well you have to go through those trials and tribulations you have to go through those pitfalls kind of stuff you're gonna ha- you can see the successes mm. right yeah. but you're not gonna be able to see those successes and you know go through all those things in order to become a successful band in that right if you're not doing them and i totally understand it's like you guys have the ability to release all the music and one of the major pitfalls and major like roadblocks you have is you know if you're going out performing live it's what happens with the vocalist do you guys get one what's going on there there's many different ideas you guys can play around with but the biggest thing is you have the creativity and you have the ability to be creative in order to figure out a solution to that that works for you guys and works for the whole entire idea of cloud yeah, I one step at a time. Like as much as all of us wants to play <laughs> live, like we're not in in like concrete rush with that. And like look at like bands like Darker US, like they haven't played a single show yet and they like selling out all the merch every time they put out those stuff, like they're probably making some money <laughs> just for themselves and like prefer for that like actual like explosion what they could do when they start playing live that's so, true i totally forgot about darko yeah. us in that in that matter yeah 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 so like it, i think the best way could be like just to try to build the fan base and some hype and like <laughs> things like at like one merch drop at the time like how well that goes like before like trying to shoot ourselves in the field yeah. like going to perform live too early when there's no like actual need to yet oh i understand that i mean you guys got the start too with pure heaven with of course state of the scene posting about it and then other people posting Mm. about it because of course state of the scene posts about it people are gonna see it people are gonna pick up on it 
and people are going to be more interested in it. I saw some other publications pick up on it and like start retweeting the song. And of course, because of staying of the scene, tweeting about it, that's how I found out about you guys. And oh, in yeah. a sense, that's why we're here today. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> didn't like, we weren't expecting like how well this would go. Like in Spotify in two weeks, it has gone like, what, 35,000? Yeah, 35K. Yeah. That's just insane. Fucking insane. Yeah. I, I'm actually gonna look this up right now as we're as we're talking because I want to make sure we get the actual like at this moment. Even though by the time this podcast comes out, Pure Heaven will definitely have much, much, much more uh plays behind it. But it has thirty-five thousand nine hundred twenty-eight uh streams. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that, that that wasn't something that we were even like hoping in the least. Like that's just that's insane. And then like monthly yeah. listener count as well at the time of recording this is nineteen thousand two hundred and thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's like I see bands that put out like full releases and whatnot, and all of a sudden their their listener count just like goes up just a little bit. And you guys put out this, you guys get the connection with State of the Scene for them to post about this, and it completely picks up, and you guys are able to run with it and work with it. I mean, it's when it comes to your first release, you guys got basically like a springboard to start out with. Like you got a nice big jump to start out with, and yeah. kind of looking at the Darko US thing, it's. You know they haven't played a sh- they haven't played a show, but they whenever they put out merch, they sell it out. Whenever they put out music, people go nuts over it. So exactly. you guys can take a look at that model and see if you guys want to go around that, especially with the capability of the songers. How do we work alongside that, and how do we make sure that when we got this jump from state of the scene posting about it and everyone else picking up on it, what do we do now to make sure that this continues on that we don't lose out on this you know potential huge momentum swing? Yeah, um, I don't think like. I don't think we want to like stress out the momentum thing. Like the whole like plan has been like, we have like 27 songs that, yeah, something like that, like kind of like three albums in, in a way. And like, <laughs> because five years writing without having the ability to finish them until now, but like it's the plan has been just release everything and then see where we are at. Like after just one song, we're already at, at this point. But like we're like we don't want to stress the momentum like before that. Just like trying to build a quality, consistent discography till that point, and then see where we're actually at. Then we can maybe like stress momentum a bit more after we go to the next next adventures after that. Those, but like yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Lossi Lossi has a really good point here because rather than jumping from 0.2 to somewhere huge stages, we would really rather focus on creating a cool portfolio that we can really be proud of like years after this. So yeah, Yeah. we just want to release quality stuff and not to take too much stress of this. Like uh, it's for for every one of us. This is like first time releasing out. I mean, Lev, you have released some some stuff before but we we haven't and it's really strange strange feeling and we really want to take this calmly and go like step by step so yeah we don't really have any like previous bands to like practice into like 
like compared to. So yeah, yeah, one step yeah. at a time. If if the next song doesn't go this well, I don't care. It's it's good song, and like it will build up. Yeah, just build the portfolio, build these albums or whatever, and see where we are after those. I mean, that ma that makes a lot of sense, too, because you just want to make sure that when you're continuing to release music, it's not like you're going to have each release just, you know, have this massive leap like what Pure Heaven ended up bringing you. But you just want to have it say consistent and also release that portfolio of music so more people get to know the full idea of CloudSight, get to know the full sound of it. But also yeah. not only that, the like taking the audience that you gain from this, keeping them into CloudSight, keeping them intrigued into that with your sound i mean i'm not talking about complete okay now we gotta like we talked about this you're not gonna write you know seven different versions of pure heaven to try and get people to stay you know you're gonna write what you guys yeah. want to write and you're gonna let the integrity of the music stand out for itself exactly exactly and like yeah the just mentioned the like the whole what like people to get the sound of cloud side like i think it's gonna like take a few releases maybe over 10 <laughs> before like people actually have the idea. I have no, like, I can't know, but like every song is different, really different. And like, I think we have the idea of that at this point, like that's pretty clear what CloudSide is, but like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we saw uh, some random guy doing a, a Reddit post about us and there was written that they, they kind of figure out the FFO, I mean, the four fans of, and I could definitely say that after after a few releases, it will be way more harder to do. <laughs> yeah, but that's what makes it more cool. Yeah, yeah. But do you remember what the four fans of from that Reddit post were? Just so that they, like they, when they, we they couldn't take it in, they couldn't. Yeah, I don't have any. I mean, after like yeah, I guess. different different sources during during this like two weeks, it's funny that like I think we've been trying to like compared to like, I don't know, from caskets to animals as leaders or something. <laughs> yeah. some, even some polyphion, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We've even tried to uh, define ourselves. What genre are we? What, what genre do we represent? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it kind of has become a meme along, <laughs> among us because we, we, we cannot even do it for ourselves. But definitely we will have to at some point maybe i don't know yeah surely but yeah yeah or i think biggest like biggest inspiration kind of like comes from like soundtrack structure mm -hmm. like yeah like we don't want to write two parts like two same parts in the song like and yeah. even if it's like similarly it has to be like some layers like really different like in pure heaven those it has like two choruses but like instrumentally, it's totally different. Like that, it's totally different tuning patterns, different like bass lines and yeah. riffs. Everything totally different. The vocal like, melodies are the same, uh, but yeah. the the instrumentation there is there's different bass lines and as losses are different like rhythmic patterns. Uh, yeah, there are some even even some like those ambient melodic uh, elements hidden in, along the song. But you, maybe you possibly could not recognize those because they're in completely different con uh, contexts. So yeah, need to listen to it carefully if you want to find out those. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, like soundtrack structure is definitely one thing. I think like the whole cloud side thing kind of like 
started when like me and Vaina watched a few episodes of like Hans Zimmer's masterclass. And yeah. then we just pick guitars and we're like, just try to compose a few melodies. Yeah. And we were, we, we were actually that. watching, yeah, we were watching that one movie. You remember that? And after that, we picked up a guitar and we actually created our first melody. But that one will be released. I don't know when it will be. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's in the, one of those. Yeah, it's one in one of those twenty-seven songs. It definitely will take time before it comes out. But yeah, yeah. we were iconic, so heavily iconic inspired. Melody. Iconic melody yeah. because that started the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe on the maybe on the tenth anniversary day of Cloud or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully before. <laughs> Yeah, and then the tenth anniversary of Cloudset, you're gonna release that. That's coming up in a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but even like just taking a look at Pure Heaven too, because it's there's there's so much structure behind it as well, and it does speak to just what kind of what you said. You're thinking about you know soundtrack in a way where it it has this much more grand feel, this much more complex feel to it because. If you listen to like, you know, as they call it, butt rock, where it's just nothing mm. but rock. I mean, a lot of those sounds, a lot of those instrumentals and a lot of the flow and the construction is very similar from one spot to the next. Sure, it has oh, yeah. a good sound to it at times, but there's a lot of times you listen to an album, it's like, okay, this song and like song one and song three on the same album are very, very similar to the point where it's like you could interchange them in and out. What you guys yeah. did with Pure Heaven, I mean... I can see where someone did like the for fans of caskets, especially when it came to like the chorus and just kind of how oh, yeah. the melody yeah. was put, especially when you had Victor's vocals on the top and how everything flowed through. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I can easily <laughs> see like a caskets or holding absence yeah. influence, something like that. Yeah. Then you got to the breakdown. I'm like, yeah, now this is going in a completely different direction. But what you had with Pure Heaven was something where you had so much, you know, you so much depth to each part, kind of like you're talking about that soundtrack thing again, Hans Zimmer masterclass, where the whole song flowed congruently throughout, like the song cut from one spot to the next. It didn't feel like anything was out of place. And it was rather, it was kept simple enough in terms of pattern from one spot to the next, where the casual listener or the one that isn't as in depth, that could easily understand the flow of the song and get into it. But someone who has a much more trained ear and someone who is, as in depth with you know writing music, music composition, musical stylings as you guys are, can go in there and really take a look at it and appreciate every little aspect that you put in there from how whatever the instrumentals were from you know just what was being fully presented up front to what was even kept further in the back for that depth and really get a full experience of what was to come. I appreciate that a lot, honestly. Yeah, thank you. Um, and we have definitely songs that like it's like in intentionally made to not make sense in that way like but like yeah as someone who's kind of grew up listening to like that 2010s repertoire like music like i love that i love what stuff like what with me used to do and stuff like that and then like all, all of a sudden like in 2014 15 after bring me to horizon did their thing everyone just like was like, oh, now we're ma matured as a songwriter. Wow, we learned pop structure. That's amazing, buddy. <laughs> like, I hate that. I fucking hate that. Like, I, like, that was the kind of thing in 2017 when we started this band, like with Vino. Like, we were so, like, so tired of hearing all that radio rock stuff from bands that used to be in our 
like mind creative before and like yeah. Yeah, yeah one of the biggest reasons that we just simply started creating music is that we just wanted to like hear something that we as a as a fans of the genre would want to hear and not to include those cliches what what bands really did those times like way back years ago of course now the genre and the scene they have evolved a lot and i'm really happy to see where it's going at this point like north lane is doing so cool stuff one of my favorite bands and there are also like silent planet those crazy crazy new stuff's coming and they're kind of showing the like the way to the to the scene and genre that where everybody is following yeah and, and like of course like bring me to horizon has showed that like genres don't matter anymore mm -hmm. which is good yeah yeah bring the horizon show that bad omens has showed that too especially in more of a like a younger sense than compared to breaking rise just because bad omens hasn't been around as long but yeah when you look at like especially more of that like heavier scene especially like the metalcore style of things yeah, between after Bring Me the Horizon released Semper Eternal, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love Semper Eternal. I think it's a fantastic yeah, album. Yeah, but then after yeah. that, it was everyone tried to do what Bring Me the Horizon did, and it just completely kind of watered down the scene. And now you take a look at it now. I mean, Lovely Broth, North Lane, Silent Planet. Look at what Ice Nine Kills did with all the horror tropes. I, I, I'm um, a big Falling yeah. in Reverse fan, and everything that they've been doing lately is like they're trying to do something, like Ryan Rank's trying to do something completely different. Going back to Silent Planet, the last two tours that they've done, they went out with this band called Avoid. And Avoid is one of the funniest bands I've ever seen in my entire life. They just bring fun back to the back to heavy music. They're just ridiculous people. But Ooh. it's it's the creativity that people are now getting back into. And that's what breathes life into the music scene. If you're constantly writing like the same stuff over and over, and every, every band, if they were creative at one point now, is everyone's kind of writing, oh, we're going to use pop structure now. You look at what it was like in 2016, 2017, even 2018, everything was the same. Everything was just very similar. And then even going like 2018, 2019, 2020, it kind of got to be the same again, but a little bit of a different life because everyone wanted to follow what Architects did with Doomsday. And exactly. now it's like, now everyone's starting to get creative again. And it might honestly be a catalyst of, I'm going to go back to Bring Me the Horizon because when they yeah. came out that post-human survival horror EP... That was just like, okay, there's a song. It's, it's heavy. Wait, wait, wait. This is like, can you feel my heart? Wait, L Linkin Park? Wait, beam it a lot of track? Yeah. What yeah, the fuck exactly. is going on here? <laughs> and I guess yeah. it's like, uh, from what I've kind of seen and heard, like their next like thing is going to be back to the post-hardcore roots very much, which I think is also, it has the potential to have, some mainstream momentum as i've heard like demi lovado is writing a post hardcore album i've heard that i don't know <laughs> and like the latest like do you know willow the will smith's daughter yeah like her latest album is really good like post hardcore thing so like it's cool to see what if that will catch some serious momentum in uh mainstream who knows so like what will that do to like metal scene <laughs> I think if it does, it'll really speak more to the like the popular music scene, especially with the creativity that's going on, and especially in the heavier side of things right now with a lot of bands that are coming out with music. And mm. kind of bringing it back to you guys with Cloudsight, it's you guys have that mindset around trying different things. You have that mindset around creativity, but with that mindset as well, you guys know exactly with all the music that you've been writing, especially because you have like three albums worth of material, you know who you guys are at your core, and it depends upon exposing that to 
the, the rest of the musical world for them to get a taste of it with pure heaven we were able to get a small glimpse of it with you know between the verse of the chorus and that bridge and breakdown and there's so much depth there when it comes to an instrumental side of things where you're not going to be really guessing on what can they do the real guess is going to be all right what can't what, what what do they actually can't do because that list is so much smaller than what they can do i hope so i hope so <laughs> I hope so. We have so. a long way to go. We have a long way to go. To we have that. a we do have Ourself, a long way to go. Yeah. Well, we do have a long way to go. One more question before we uh go our separate ways when it comes to the rest of 2023. Pure Heaven is out for everyone to listen to. Again, it does feature Victor Mora and Roy Rodriguez from Dayseeker. Outside of that, because we still have like 11 months to go through the year. We're only one month through this thing. What does the future look like? for cloud site so that everyone who got into pure heaven that is like this is awesome what can they expect the rest of the year good music <laughs> lots of good music <laughs> stick around stick around if you know yeah. us um yeah. i mean the fact that we got this out already like marks a lot of things that we've learned in the process so every next release and finishing them will be easier i hope and like much faster so the rest of 23 we're trying to finish as much as possible at least in the project where pure heaven is in that's going to be all future uh, futures but like also if we can like find that vocalist that we kind of like have to potential one maybe then it will make also our work much faster for those other projects because like as i said we have three albums and like the plan is not to release one at a time but like maybe have just a mixture of songs from each one if we can <clears throat> so that makes sense i mean there's a lot to still come from you guys there's a lot to still happen but i think the best part about it too is when we look at it, there is so many different like avenues or so many different directions you guys can go. And it all depends upon how the rest of the year plays out for you guys. But you have the musical composition, you have the musical prowess to still release music at the same time for people to really get into. And we, we, we don't know exactly what to expect. All we know is that it's going to be, all I know is that it's going to be conceptually brilliant. That technically from the songwriting standpoint, it's going to be very both simple to get into and dense for the, you know, very serious music theorist, music listener to get into, to dissect and really enjoy every aspect of it. And, you know, you guys had that springboard to start out with, Pure Heaven with, State of the Scene, you know, really also getting behind it as well. And the Roy Rodriguez feature also, I'm going to say, helps especially with the power and the prominence that Dayseeker has gained in the scene as well for people to discover your sound and also see how one of their favorite vocalists in Rory mixes in with that. There's a lot to there's a lot of positivity that is around cloud site right now. And people should definitely follow along because you guys have the ability to continue that positivity throughout the rest of the year and well beyond that into your career. Thank you. I appreciate that yeah. a lot. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think, uh, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Um, yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, this is gonna definitely going to be a a busy year for us, but uh, also, also uh, 
full of accomplishments, uh, I guess. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. busy, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, consistently stuff. And, and yeah, please yeah. stay tuned and yeah. follow us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'll say stay tuned and follow them and continue to just like be a part of this thing. And you never know what to expect from these guys in 2023. All you know what to do is expect good things. So at that point, I have to say, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I always like to do at the end of these episodes is give my guest, which is the gentleman of CloudSight here, you guys, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the episode. So guys, the floor is yours. Pure heaven. It's all Check it out. Our debut single. It's awesome. You're going to love it for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Stick around. Stick around. Like Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. Lots yeah, of exciting, exciting stuff coming out in the near future. So, yeah. yeah. We're trying to build something that hasn't been done yet. I don't know. We're trying to succeed in that. So, if that's something someone's looking for, stick around. Stick around. Regardless, if first, you like, I'll say if you like pure heaven or not, just stick. Interview. I'll say if you if you like pure heaven, I mean, if any capacity, stick around because there's gonna be more good stuff coming from these guys. Definitely, definitely. Perfect. Well, time for me on this podcast with three things. First things first, like I said, you're gonna want to stick around with CloudSite, and you're not gonna want to miss out on them through the rest of 2023 because you don't know what to expect, but you know it's gonna be. High quality music, it's going to be something that's going to be simple for you to get into, but it's going to be dense enough to the point where you can just go in and find so many different nuances in this music based on these guys' songwriting ability and their composition aspects. So the best way to do that in order to make sure you're sticking around with all this stuff is to follow them on all their social media platforms, watch the music video for Pure Heaven and follow them along there and subscribe to that stuff. And also make sure you're following along with them on your favorite streaming platforms, Spotify, music, whatever it might be. Now, the easiest way to do that is to go, second easiest way to do that, I should say, is searching all this stuff up yourself and going and liking, sharing, subscribing, you know, buying some merch, all that stuff on every single aspect of it. But the easiest way to go and follow along with them is going to the description of this podcast where it says find CloudSite online because all the labels for you can find them online are going to be there. All the associated links are going to be there as well. All you do is click on the link. It'll take you right there. You have to click like, click share, click subscribe, click buy, click stream, whatever it might be. I'm doing all the hard work for you. All you got to do is click. That's basically it. So go and do that right at the end of this episode. Now it's time for number two. Guys, whenever I have guests on the podcast that I enjoy having the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say two things. One, thank you very much for taking your time to be on the show. And secondly, <coughs> as a way to say, you know, I want to support you guys in any way that I can continue to go forward. This is a promise I make to bands I enjoy having the podcast, which has happened every single podcast I've ever done. You guys are continuing that trend. So the promise is when, because that means this is going to happen. We just don't have a date or time yet. When I get to see you guys perform live for the first time, my promise to you guys is this. First round is on me. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> I, I can't no wait for that moment. I can't wait for that moment. It'll happen. I don't know when, I don't know where, but it's going to happen. So hold I'm me sure to that. It. Yeah. And now number three, as we bring it to a con this podcast to its conclusion, I cannot in all good conscience say goodbye to end this out because goodbye is way too final. And 
I don't want this to be the last time that I ever talk to you guys. I have to make good on that promise. And I would love to have you guys back on the podcast again in the future to kind of see how this whole entire thing continues to play out. I'm not going to say how it plays out fully because there is so much more to your music career after this first release. There's so much more yet to be seen. There's so much more yet to be heard. And there's so many more times we got to talk about this stuff because this was awesome. So I cannot in all good conscience end this by saying goodbye. So guys, this is, I'll see you later. Thank you, man. Thank see you. Later. Let's make Thank round you. two. Let's make round two when we can. Well, folks, that's my interview with Levy, Emil, Lassie, and Vino from the band CloudSight out of Finland. And now it's time for me to give you my final thought on the episode. So after talking with these guys, I had to tell them this. We talk about many different concepts around here that revolve around their music, but also to bring in a lot of other bands that we talk about, like Bring the Horizon with their uh, ability to just go off and just do whatever the heck they want with their music. Bad Omens in the same idea. While She Sleeps as the independent artist and what they're doing. Just a bunch of different things around different bands. And when it came to the sound for CloudSight and being able to maximize on their vision and maximize on their ability, everything I'm thinking about was this really relates to CloudSight in terms of the music that they've created, the music that they have yet to release, and the fact that you know they have the ability to do whatever they want, and they have the chemistry to do whatever they want and continue to go from one spot to the next without really any any issues. I mean, this is going to be a band where the core of their sound is going to be based in what they like, but they have the ability to try many different things, and that willingness to try so many different things is going to be what inevitably sets this band up for an incredible amount of success. Will they find that perfect vocalist? Who knows? Will they go the route of, you know, just consistently bringing in featured vocalists? It might work for a while, but it might not work. You never know. It's This band is going to be one that you're going to be interested in watching based on what they do as independent artists, but also from a songwriting perspective, they created Pure Heaven from a style where you listen to it as a casual listener, and it is simple and catchy enough to the point where you can listen to it and get into it. But if you're a music theorist, if you love to go deep in the music, it has such a such more you know depth and composition behind it to the point where you're not going to want to miss out on any of it. Like there's so much to go in there and you're not going to want to miss it. So CloudSight definitely has a long way to go in this industry. And it's going to be something interesting to watch, especially the composition they put together. And honestly, the fact that they are more than willing to experiment and adapt with their style you see what happens when bands are willing to evolve with their style and keep at the core. Those are the bands that become the biggest and the most important in the scene going forward. Bring Me the Horizon, Bad Omen, Spirit Box, Lorna Shore. I'm going to throw Catch Your Breath in there as well for 2023 because that's the one I'm looking at very closely for something like this from our conversation with them back in January. Uh, and um, so many, so many more. So... Be sure to keep in touch with CloudSight. How do you keep in touch with CloudSight? Make sure you know everything that's going on with them. Follow them on all their social media accounts. Make sure you're streaming their music. Make sure you're subscribed to them on your favorite social uh, streaming platform and on YouTube as well. So go to the links in the description of the podcast where it says find CloudSight online. Everything is there for you. Also make sure you're following along with the Corporate Rush Podcast online as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff where you can get in the know about all the other bands we have coming up on the podcast. Connect with us, talk to us about music. We do Instagram live streams every single Wednesday night for you guys to check out and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on YouTube or on Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio or wherever else you might find it. A thank you to you for subscribing to the podcast as well because this is fantastic. So we love to do so. Please, please, please. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also want to thank Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this podcast. We're 20% off using the code CPP20 
at fnxhit.com. Link subscription of the podcast. Thank you guys from CloudSite. This is not going to be your only time on the podcast. We're going to do this many, many more times in the future. So on that note, that's going to be it for me, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah.